Welcome back into the One Health Podcast. It's an amazing week here. I'm your host, Tori Schmelzer. I am a fitness enthusiast slash fitness entrepreneur. My goal is to share the knowledge I gather through meeting industry experts with as many people as I can. Uh, for those of you who are new to the show, each week we're going to bring on experts in different areas of health. So everything is interconnected here in life. Your spiritual health, your physical health, your professional health, your mental health, all that stuff. So we're going to cover that each week. Uh, we don't claim to be experts in any of these subjects, but we do know people who are. So we interview them and have them on for the greater good. Uh, thanks again to everyone that has shown us love on iTunes and all the other uh, podcasting platforms. Uh, make sure you guys do us a favor. Leave us a review on iTunes. That helps us in the rankings there. Go on that Purple Podcast app on your phone. Subscribe. Stay up to date with all the new episodes that we have going on. Keep sharing with your friends and family. We truly do appreciate it. And remember, all of our videos and episodes are on our website, onehealthpodcast.com. Uh, again, special thanks to our sponsors, EcoGym and Motivating You. Uh, Team Motivating You has been a crucial part of getting the word out for our podcasts. Uh, we really appreciate those guys. Go to shop.teammotivateandyou.com. Sign up for your free food plan today. All the listeners are going to receive that offer, so act now before they all go. And EcoGym, special thanks to them as well. Um, they're doing an offer six weeks for $6 a membership through the end of this month. Just mention that you are a One Health subscriber, and you'll get that amazing offer. Uh, these guys have 24-hour club access, hyperbaric therapy, red light therapy, healthy organic meals that ship to your doorstep, supplements and smoothies, group fitness classes, all sorts of cool stuff. So go check them out at ecogymworldwide.com. This week on the show, I have a special guest, Mr. Mark Mitchell. Mark, thanks for uh, joining us today. Tori, thank you for having me. Uh, Mark is a hydration expert, among many other things. <laughs> <laughs> Mark wears many hats here, but I wanted to have him on to talk about the importance of hydration and um, just kind of the general lack of knowledge that we all have when it comes to hydration, what it does to us on a daily basis. Um, Mark, so you started in the uh, legal world, right? You're still... Are you still a practicing lawyer? Is I'm, that right? Well, uh, we never get good. We always practice. <laughs> nice. Are you still? So you're still doing that? Yes. How did you get started in this company, Hydrus? How did How did this all start? Good friend of mine, Bob Holtz, and the biochemist Skip Hube, they have been working on this for ten years, and when it was getting ready to go to market, it was time to start consulting about not even legal issues, but how to get the idea of hydration out to people. Because one of the great obstacles that we have is it's a hydration is something everyone intuitively knows about, but they don't ever think about in an active way. And it affects everything, literally everything that the body does. If you think about food, you can go three weeks without food. You can only go three days without water. But on the other side, you can actually die of water poisoning. It's a condition called hyponatremia, and your brain drowns. If so, you, that, so that's a real thing. It I've is. Heard, I've heard people say that, and I'm like, no way. That is a real thing. Okay. It is, um, and it's, it's tragic whenever it occurs. Uh, the last, I think there was a death here in the Chicago area, maybe the last couple of years, but the first time I really experienced it, I was living in Washington, D.C., and a young fella who was in the police academy 
was doing, he was uh, distance running, training. And he had a camelback and all that. He literally watered himself to death. The brain drowns. And the issue is hyponatremia is a Greek word that means not enough salt. So if you don't have sodium and potassium, which we generally call electrolytes, in with the H2O, the water, it's not good for the body. So how many, are we talking like he must have had, what, three, four gallons of water or something during the course of a day? I mean, like, volume-wise, uh, what are you looking at? Well, it's volume and replacement. Okay. So if he was doing distance running and sweating out uh, a large amount of his own salt yeah. and then replacing it with only H2O, that's when it becomes toxic to the body. So it's not just that you can have too little, you can also have too much, and therefore the balance is critical to every muscle in the body. And keep in mind, your heart is a muscle. Oh, yeah, good point. Um, so you guys were researching this for, for years. Sorry, we got kind of sidetracked there. Take us back to kind of the development of what you were doing. Uh, Skip Hube is a biochemist. Uh, he's down in uh, right on the Florida-Georgia border, and he is a very accomplished um, theoretician of the manner in which any number of different substances get to the cells in the body. So generally what you have is it's called the, uh, the carbohydrate digestive mechanism, the, um, the way in which uh, you eat and then it's broken down. So anything with sugar in it goes to the stomach first, is broken down, and then goes out to the cells of the body. He was always looking at a manner in which something can be ingested and get to the cells right away. And that comes down to liposomes. So a lipid is any cellular fat, your lips, your eyelids, your eye, your, uh, the tissues of the eyes, and so forth. Those are composed of lipids. Um, and so the lipid, or a phospholipid, is the same material that is a cell wall. So I would say... 15 years ago, drug companies started doing drug delivery using phospholipids, and they're literally uh, microscopic balloons that are the same substance as the cell membrane. I said cell wall before. I apologize. We're not plants. We're humans. Um, as the cell membrane, and the cell identifies it as friendly. So Skip developed a manner in which H2O, N, sodium, and potassium, K, Na and, and K, can be encapsulated into a phospholipid balloon and thereby transported into the cell without having to go through the digestive process. And then Bob came along, Bob's the business end of the operation, and they developed that company together, and we've been at market, I would say, we're going on four years now. Okay, interesting. So I hear hydration, I hear um, th there's so many different types of high beverages on the market that say they're the best at rehydrating you because they have this or they have that. What are some things that we need to look at when we're, you know, at the store and we're thinking about, okay, well, I'm active, I'm going to work out, you know, I want something other than water. What are some things we need to look at in some of these other beverages and stay away from? Sugar. <laughs> and for so many reasons, uh, sugar is increasingly the, the great taboo in any dietitian's vocabulary. Increasingly, what you also see is that sugar is uh, the cause or the exacerbating point of inflammation throughout the body. So even if it's traumatic arthritis, not rheumatoid arthritis or an autoimmune disease like that, even if it's traumatic or 
osteoarthritis. Sugar makes it worse. Sugar is bad for the teeth. Sugar, anything with sugar in it, and I will not use other product names, but it's obvious which products <laughs> use sugar. Yeah. That's the digestive mechanism because it's a long-chain carbohydrate. Now, for people like distance runners, uh, they need that. They do need a certain amount because it digests over a longer period of time, and it, it brings them the energy boost that sugar will. So However, during, during activity, right? It's okay for those people to be using that during the activity and immediately after? Only, only if you're talking about two and a half to three hours and you need that level of endurance. Okay. Or perhaps you have a condition like hypoglycemia where you need more amounts of sugar than normal. Beyond that, the body gets more than enough sugar from anything, your morning cup of orange juice to that tomato you had in the salad. That's a natural sugar delivery. When you're putting it into a beverage for the sake of a digestive function or taste, and so often things are loaded up on sugar for the sake of taste, it's not good for the body, and it does not help absorption. And when you look at hydration and electrolytes, the importance is the degree to which and the speed with which the body absorbs that. The, the, the speed with which the water gets to the cells, the sodium and the potassium gets to the cells. And if anything with a long chain carbohydrate, which is sugar, is going to take that much longer. So from the perspective of you don't want to have to go to the dentist, uh, you don't want to put on extra weight, and all the way down to you need to get it into the body, into the tissues faster, Anything with sugar is a mistake. Okay. So that's one thing we need to look for on those. Artificial okay. colors. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot I see on plenty of labels. That's one of like one of the 27 ingredients on there is always artificial colors. If it stains the carpet and you can't get the stain out, do you really want to put that in your body? <laughs> I mean, these are things that people, that's something nobody thinks of, that right there. Well, it's just that simple. Um, and it's also something else that's in there. It's another chemical agent that's in the beverage. Sure, it looks good. Do you really want that, though? Yeah, exactly. Um, sugar, I see sugar alcohols kind of getting into a lot of things, too, lately. Well, <laughs> I see that as, and that's not a natural ingredient either, is it? Well, alcohol itself is, it's a natural compound. It's the result of fermentation. And if you look back a couple thousand years, the Romans, uh, their long-distance march beverage, um, I believe it was called Posca, and it did have a certain amount of naturally fermented alcohol to it because it gives you a little boost. Alcohol initially acts as a stimulant, and then ultimately it's a depressant in excessive amounts. But, no, I really don't recommend. I mean, if you want to go out at 5 o'clock in the evening and have a cocktail, that's one thing. That's fine. If you're working out, I wouldn't say doing it with tequila. <laughs> no. <laughs> so hydration from the common person's standpoint, let's say, you know, I only work out two to three days a week. Um, what are some side effects here of dehydration in the body other than like the normal things we think of? Well, of course, anyone who sweats knows that they have to replace that. So when you're working out, you're much more attuned to the need that the body has for water replacement. And everyone knows that sweat is salty. You need to replace the the sodium. You can't really taste potassium, but that's going out the pores along with the sodium. Athletes will know that. Anyone who uh, 
you know, really pushes himself, whether it's on the golf course for 18 holes or in the gym, you are aware at that moment. Some of the more standard, if you're only working out three times a week, some of the more standard um, symptoms of dehydration that you'll feel at home, at the office, behind the wheel, fatigue, because the body begins to go into a preservation mode. So if you haven't had enough water and you don't have enough electrolytes, the body's getting tired because it's concentrating those resources where they need to be, the heart, the lungs, the necessary large muscles that keep you upright, quite literally. Fatigue, and then that goes with headache, irritability. So people think to themselves, well, I, I drink enough. Yeah, what did you have? Well, I had two cups of coffee at 9 a.m. That's interesting. Coffee's a, coffee's a diuretic, so that will send you to the bathroom, and that was probably gone by noon. Well, I had a Diet Coke at noon. Okay, you probably got about 50% worth of your hydration. Not your day's hydration, but take that Diet Coke can, cut it in half, and that's the only meaningful water that you had in there. And then, they, well, I'll just have something else. And so often people don't drink enough during the course of the day, Um whether they're watching a kid's Little League game or they're in the office because they don't want to have to get up and go to the bathroom all the time. Well, the reason it's going straight through the system is whatever you're drinking isn't a value to the system. And so the system's simply moving things through. It's a, a traffic cop. Keep going, keep going. We don't need this, we don't need this. If you're drinking something that's getting into the tissues, that's bringing the sodium and the potassium, the electrolytes that you need, it will stay with the system. You won't feel the fatigue. You won't get the headache. You won't be cranky. I wouldn't say confused. I don't think people walk around thinking that they can't think straight or do math in their head because they didn't have enough water. But yeah, you're a little, you're not as sharp. Got it. So focus. So focus is a huge thing. Okay. How many uh, liters of water do we need to be taking in? Is there like an average or? Well, that depends on who you ask. See, but that's, I've, I've heard all different types of answers, so that's why I wanted to ask you. On the one hand, it depends on, on whom you ask. But on the other hand, it's not, it's not quantity. It is quality. Okay. So again, you can die of too much water. You can die of hypon uh, hyponatremia. So it's not just that you need the water. You need the electrolytes that go with it. And the electrolytes, the whole thing, the whole package works to absorb that much better into the tissues and the tissues form the organs and the organs are what keep us alive. So there is no straight up answer. Uh, the clinical trials that we've done indicate that over a certain body size, you need more than under a certain body size. Well, isn't that just intuitive? Yeah. Obviously. But at the same time, it also depends on where your muscle mass is based. You can be six feet, six inches tall and skinny as a rail. I have an uncle like that. Uh, he's has an amazingly fast metabolism for his size, but it's not going to major muscle groups. You can be 5'8 and built like a brick you-know-what, and those muscles are going to be demanding more, and if they're not getting it, they're going to be taking it from somewhere else in the body. So I can't give you an answer, and anyone who gives you an answer is either making it up as they go along or they're pushing an agenda. Interesting. Yeah, I've heard so many different, I mean, you just go and you read online, and it's, well, you need an ounce per pound of body weight that you no. have and stuff like that. That's really interesting. Well, it's the same question with how much protein do I need? Well, I don't know. What do you do in the course of a day? I'm a lumberjack. Oh, <laughs> you'll need quite a bit. 
Uh, how about you? What do you do in the course of the day? I'm a radiologist. Oh, so you spend a lot of time looking at film. Okay, you don't need that much. And what does excess protein become but fat? The yep. body will find a way, but each body is individual. The idea with proper hydration is that you know that you need it, and you, have, it, you do smart hydration. You drink water with electrolytes. You avoid adding excessive caffeine to the beverage. You avoid adding excessive sugar to the beverage and so forth. And then you're going to feel a whole lot better no matter what you're doing. Gotcha. So athletes, talk to me about hydration in athletics. Uh, everybody wants the upper hand. They want that, that edge, right? Um, are you finding a lot of pro athletes spend a lot of, spend a lot of money on this? Is there a lot of, is there a lot of research going to this? I feel like everywhere, every sporting event that you watch, it's sponsored by two companies. And again, we don't have to name them, but everybody can pretty much guess. Um, do you feel that's kind of over overlooked in athletics, or are people actively like really researching this on like the professional level? We have a number of universities, big name universities, with whom we work, and the first thing that they hate in any sports beverage is sugar. There's a trainer for a major university that happens to be doing really quite well on the national stage at the moment, who says point blank, that his athletes do not recover as quickly from injury if there's sugar in what they're drinking. And so he is absolutely death on the sugar issue. What you will find is that any trainer, any coach, any athlete, him or herself, does want an advantage. Um, what you find, the, the major complaints from dehydration are with athletes, either at the collegiate or the professional level, cramping, and endurance. And both of those are directly affected by dehydration. Both of those are enhanced by proper hydration. What we find with hydrus, uh, quite literally, is that you just don't get cramps. Or if you feel the cramp coming on, leg muscles usually, you feel that cramp coming on, you knock down a pint of it, and it resolves before it gets bad. Well, why is that? Because cramping is the result not just of a lack of water, it's that that particular muscle group is taking too much away from the rest of the system. And if you're running up and down the field or up and down the court and your heart is working twice as hard as your leg muscles, the heart is essential. The leg muscle can wait. Mm -hmm. The body will transfer the hydration and the electrolytes to the heart before it will take care of the leg muscle. Hence, if you put the hydration and the electrolytes back in, the cramping will stop. Why does the muscle cramp? Well, it's, it's a technical term called tetanus, like lockjaw tetanus. That's also a term. It's the, the muscle ratchets itself closed so that it will still hold the bone, the other tissue together, but it no longer needs what it's now sending to the heart and the lungs. So it's an entire systemic thing. You have to have the water and the electrolytes together in order to maintain the endurance and to avoid the cramping. This, because of the liposome delivery system, as soon as you start drinking it, it permeates the cells in the mouth, the esophagus. By the time it gets to the stomach, it's already absorbed. And so we find, I mean, there's two kinds of evidence, statistical evidence and anecdotal evidence. Anecdotally, any number of athletes, particularly uh, tennis players, wrestlers, because both of them are worried about adding too much weight, so they don't want the sugar, but they're also 
I mean, we just had at Wimbledon the longest tennis match in the history of the game. Remember that one? How long was it again? Oh, it was something it. obscene, like six hours or more. <laughs> six yeah. hours straight. Well, they had to recalibrate the next day because it ran too long and it was going dark and so on and yeah. so forth. But um, those athletes will tell you they cannot get by without it because uh, once you start cramping, you have to recalibrate the system. If you address the cramping and if you're properly hydrated going into it, you don't get to the point where the muscles start locking up where the system starts to feel fatigued because it's maintaining those last few necessary muscles to keep the whole body alive. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, what else do we need to know about hydration in general? What are some other facts here? I didn't even know. See, you already got into things that I didn't even think about. So it was kind of hard for me to come up with a ton of different questions on this. What are some other facts that we need to know? By the time you feel thirsty, you're already dehydrated. Okay. Uh, one of the best resources that anyone can look into, and I don't know why the American Tennis Association has spent so much time, but a number of years that they've been doing some serious hydration science. Uh, usually you wake up about 5% dehydrated, 5 to 10%. As soon as you start moving around, you start to use your water. You start to use up your body's water. If you want a visual demonstration of that, think about the winter. Every time you breathe, you see a cloud. That's water vapor coming out. Oh, yeah. Every time you do it. Now, just because you can't see it doesn't mean you're not breathing out your body's water. So when you wake up is the first time you have to think to yourself, okay, I need something good going into the system. Coffee will wake you up. But, like I said, it's a diuretic. It'll also go through the system real fast, and it takes all the other fluids with it because okay. it stimulates the kidneys. Um, orange juice is fine, but it is full of natural sugars. So that's going to take a while for the body to digest in order for anything good from it to get into the system. Kind of a, a morning, noon, and night type thing. We did a lot of test marketing with college students because – they're on the go all the time. They're walking from class to class to class. Many of them are either uh, NCAA athletes or recreational athletes. So you have a real diversity of uh, different physiological types. But they also get to that point about 2 in the afternoon, the, the afternoon class, where you start falling asleep. Well, when you get out of college, that's the 2 o'clock in the afternoon meeting where you are trying so hard not to get caught out for nodding off, <laughs> yeah. and you feel like everyone else in the room is staring at you because they notice that you're doing that. That's not fatigue because your mattress wasn't, was too hard. That's not fatigue because you didn't get to bed on time last. That's fatigue from dehydration, real simple, especially if you had a big meal. And, oh, no, I, I, had, uh, I had two Diet Cokes and a couple of waters. Well, that's fine. That went to digestion. Yeah. Now what'd you do for the rest of the day? What'd you do for the body after that? Yeah. And then, it, you know, of course, before and after exertion is important. But if you just want to maintain proper hydration and not always be running subpar, you kind of have to think about that. And you yeah. kind of have to decide in a judicious manner and in a, a way that is discerning, this I know. When I drink this, I feel better. And if I... And if... I drink this, I feel better, and I, I can go longer throughout the day. I have to kind of maintain that. That can mean just 
what we find generally is if you're not having a, a big exertion day, three pints of hydrus, morning, noon, and night. Well, why night? I'm just going to bed. That's right. Are you breathing while you're in bed? Yeah. Yes. You'll be dehydrating as you go. But you'll wake up, you'll sleep better, and you'll wake up feeling refreshed. From a um, f- So from a, a business standpoint here, from a branding standpoint, I feel like are these other companies not putting as much money into researching how their product gets absorbed in the body? You are the first person that I've heard of or even seen it on a label, and I've tried them all. Are, are they just not doing more research on the delivery systems? Is that what it boils down to? Or are they just looking at it from a pure profit standpoint? Hey, it costs us too much to do that. You know what I mean? It's both... There's a certain amount of proprietorial information, uh, trade secrets. Of course. There's a certain amount of sheer volume business. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, and again, without using product names, the 800-pound gorilla survives to this day as successfully as it does because everyone knows the logo, everyone knows the colors, everyone knows the brand. But by and large, they're not well-loved in athletic circumstances because of the sugar and because their formula has not changed in a long, long time. But they're going to keep doing what they're doing because they have the market share, uh, I mean, 80-85% market share, and they can pay big bucks to put that cooler on the sidelines, and every time the camera pans the sidelines at the college football game, you see that cooler. And so it's ingrained in the American uh, market psyche that that's the go-to so it's a matter of education but also until you get you know it sounds like a cliche and I guess it is an educated consumer but until you get folks who are really looking for that alternative it's not the economic model that's going to sell millions and millions of gallons I have a good friend uh with whom uh, I went to undergrad, and his son is a fantastic high school athlete. He's also a type 1 diabetic. And so he has to be very, very careful about his sugar consumption, but he's football, basketball, baseball. And so he is constantly developing his physical skills and exerting. And this is, this is the only product that he can really rely on for giving him the hydration and the electrolytes without any of the sugar. Well, just because he's been drinking it, his uh, friends are, and then parents get involved, and then especially mothers who are always looking at what's in the fridge are looking and say, oh, gosh, no sugar, and it's that much better? All right, we'll buy it. Or, or my kid loves it. Fine, we'll go for it. But until you find that nexus where someone decides that this is a much healthier operation, this is much better, a lot of times people just drink what they like. It's tasty. So... Real? Not that this isn't tasty. It's oh, just yeah, yeah, not yeah, it's yeah. not flavored with sugar. I gotcha. So it's a general lack of just knowledge with you know, the the population in the US and around the world really that hey, this stuff says it hydrates you, but it, it really doesn't. Um so compared to other products on the market, are you guys priced pretty similar to that? Or do you pay a little bit more for the for the for the product because of the higher quality? How did, well, you, how did you guys kind of decide that? It's a concentrate. So it gives you the ability to determine how much 
you want to use in your water. I myself drink it with iced tea, oh, not really? non-caffeinated uh, tea. Okay. Uh, I use it in lieu of any other sweetener, but it also it's better. It, you know, tea is just essentially colored water. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's better as far as hydration, and it gives you the electrolytes that just either sugar or a Splenda type sweetener will not give you. And I mean nothing bad about Splenda. That just yeah. Um, so it, Hydrus itself is premium priced because it is a concentrate, but also because it's better. It's We're not the same as, here, put this in your cooler and take it on the boat when you're going out uh, to go fishing for half a day in the sun. This is put this in your gym bag, put this in your golf bag, or make sure you drink a pint in the morning, a pint in the afternoon, and a pint in the evening. So we're not forcing quantity. It's definitely an issue of quality. But when you look at the science behind it, it's some really well-thought-out science. And that's not to say that it's uh, unapproachably. It, it's simply the fact of the matter is it's slightly more expensive than what you get on the shelves at you know on sale for twenty four for X amount of dollars yeah. because it is a concentrate because it does come to your door and because you can then regulate how much you use or don't use. Um. So you don't have to put an entire. So I see you brought you brought packets with you for those yes. that are just listening. You brought packets so. You don't have to dump the whole thing in your drink, per se. Or is one packet one serving? One packet is generally one serving, and that's based on flavor. Okay. Not based on efficacy. So it also comes in bottles that would be 24 servings. And there the cap is a regulated amount. So one, one cap full is one pint. Got it. But if you want a little less flavor... Use a little less hydrous. You want a little more flavor? Use a little bit more. It doesn't affect the efficacy of the liposomes doing their job delivering the water and the electrolytes. Interesting. So, yeah, so you're going to pay a little bit more, but the product actually does what it says it's going to do. It does. We do <laughs> We do have the clinical data. to. We have the anecdotal data, uh, of course, but we do have the clinical data. We have two different clinical studies that I won't go into extensive detail, but one was done by the World Health Organization. The other was done by a um, branch of the United States Armed Forces. So these are not labs that we paid to get the right answer from. These are labs that wanted to test it and came back saying what you say is true in varying degrees. Again, it matters if you're talking about a five-year-old who has chronic diarrhea versus a 26-year-old graduate school athlete uh, who is in tip-top physical shape. There are different hydration needs for both body types. Of course. But the delivery system has proven to be effective. So have you found other companies out there that you just mentioned they kind of pay to get the results that they want? Not only – I think that happens – and there's proof that it happens in the um, in the supplement industry all the time, which is a huge issue. So how did you guys come up with that idea to get with these other organizations? And, and were they really responsive right away or were they kind of standoffish? Hey, this is just another product. Somebody's trying to hawk on us, you know. When you work through the biomedical industry and you're not simply going for a marketing specific result. When you want a legit result, 
and you're willing to subject your product not knowing and it's a roll of the die we think it's we think it we've got all the science we think it works if you're willing to roll the dice and see what comes back oh yeah they'll do it for you and they'll do it for free because they want to know um but no uh one of the uh the two studies took two years Wow, and that's one where you can't tell them to hurry up. You can't tell them, you know, <laughs> yeah. we'd really like this, but you know, they said if we're going to do it, it's going to take two years. So we were in a holding pattern for, you know, twenty-four months um, wow. until until they came back and said, and here it is. And the reason I'm not using um, certain names is that we are. You're told just like uh, Tang is the astronaut's drink. It really isn't. Um, you're told that these are internal results for you, but you cannot say that we endorse the product. Of course. Any lab that comes back and says, oh, you can put our seal of approval on it, you essentially say paid for that seal of approval. That's the difference. When a lab comes back and says, here are the results, and it did, it panned out, it proved to do what it says, but you can't use our name, except if someone's under a non-disclosure agreement and you can never advertise using this. <laughs> <laughs> then you know you've got the real deal. Yeah, and we can, we can reference it in certain contexts. We yeah. certainly we can't in a, a venue like this uh, advertise using that because uh, we didn't pay for it, and they don't like their name being used in a way that could implicitly or explicitly endorse an individual marketable product. So for twenty four months, you were sitting there wondering. I mean, there's a really good chance that they could come back and be like, nope, this absolutely does not work at all. No, what we were afraid of was, I mean, the anecdotal evidence was overwhelming. What we were afraid of was that the clinicals would come back and say, it's marginally better than water alone. But no, it came back and said, it is significantly better than water alone. And the product was tried against water alone and against other products on the market. And the other products essentially failed early on in the testing because of the sugar or because they're just gimmicks. It's th There's actually no science behind this or that other bottled uh, beverage that purports to do something. In fact, it doesn't. So the final run of the trials was different shapes and sizes of body, men and women, different ages, and it was largely hydrous was going up against water alone. And then it came back that it was significantly better than water alone. Interesting. So short of getting an IV, this is probably the best thing that you can do orally? Actually, that's literally true. That's literally true. An IV will hydrate you faster, but that is a needle into a major vein. Yeah. Uh, this, we can't, you, there's nothing in this world that is truly instant or immediate. Yeah. There is always a time delay. However, the absorption that hydrous puts into water and then also with the sodium and the potassium begins as soon as you drink it. So okay. as soon as it starts hitting the cells of the tongue, the throat, the esophagus, it is beginning to absorb. And this is something that we don't really market it as, but we did enough test marketing on college campuses, a real good indicator of the speed with which hydrous works is not just that it resolves cramps right away, it also kills a hangover within five minutes. <laughs> but a hangover is dehydration. Yeah. Because yeah. if, it, if it was all the beer, well, you, you've been urinating out all of your fluids all night. And you went to bed and you weren't drinking water. If it was liquor, 
well, that dries you. You know, that alcohol is used as a drying agent uh, in any number of different chemical contexts or commercial contexts. That dries you out. The headache is absolute de dehydration. The fatigue, dehydration. The foggy fogginess of thought processes, dehydration. But time and time again, uh, you know, very otherwise very healthy college students said, you know, I tried this after a really long Friday night and the hangover went away instantly. I said, well, yeah, it'll do that. But I think there's some creative marketing there that you guys could use. We would rather be known. <laughs> we, we would rather be known for supporting healthy lifestyles of than course. by enabling unhealthy <laughs> lifestyles. But if it's dehydration, it's dehydration. And then you look at, you know, these are young people. You look at old folks. Uh, we've done a lot of work with, you know, uh, managed care facilities and full-on nursing facilities. Old people either don't remember to drink enough water if it's uh, a matter of dementia, or old folks don't like the idea of having to go to the bathroom all the time, especially at night. They're afraid of falling. So they get dehydrated, and then they get really confused or irritable or combative, or it also leads to kidney disease, uh, urinary tract problems, and so forth. Hydrus keeps them hydrated, happy, and they're not having to go to the bathroom with that much frequency because it's not passing straight through the system. It's going into the tissues. I feel like you guys need to go and educate nursing homes on this. I guarantee you you'd step foot in any one of them and they wouldn't have that thought process. Oh, we got to make sure they stay hydrated. Oh, they got to make sure that they stay hydrated. I just, I can just, every nursing home I've ever been into, I had my great grandmother in there. We just moved our grandparents into one too. I, I feel like that's not something that you're super educated on in nursing school, you know? Well, it's, that's why I say the, the great obstacle is hydration education across the boards. It's not something certainly I ever thought about in any sort of detail, except, you know, if you're, if you're working out, if you're, I myself am a sailor, if you're out on that boat and you're sweating and you're not going to be into shore for a while, well, then you realize I have to drink a little more water here because I'm getting cranky and my back's cramping up and all that sort of thing. But then once you're, once you're better, you don't think of it. Yeah. Uh, so it is not just for the elderly, not just for the young. Um, you find kids when kids, I mean, think about a, a three to a five-year-old. There's not that much volume of fluid in them. So when they get sick, whether it's a vomiting bug or anything, it's hard to get enough fluids in them. If it doesn't taste good, well, this has flavor, yeah. not based on sugar. If it's hard to drink a lot of, i.e. just water. Uh, but we have a lot of folks who start out using it either for CrossFit or for serious distance running or distance biking. And then they'll, they'll uh, email in and say, well, can I give this to my kid? And the answer is, yeah, there's nothing unnatural about it. And you can give it to your kid. And then they write back and say, oh, my God, it made the flu go away so much faster for him. Interesting. So what's next? What's next for you guys? What's next for Hydras? What's your next aim? Just continue to educate, or do you guys have a? Um, do you guys have a brick and mortar location? No. Or is this all okay? So it's all retail, e-commerce type stuff. E-commerce and yes, um, retail business accounts. A uh, lot of businesses are looking at employee wellness programs, and in that regard. Uh, hydration is something that increasingly they're thinking about. Employee wellness is usually exercise and nutrition. 
you know, cut the saturated fat out of your diet and take that walk at 12, 1230, rather than sitting in the break room reading a magazine. More and more, they're realizing that hydration is even easier and it makes the, you know, if you provide this to the employee and say, well, yeah, drink it at 5 p.m. before you relax at home, they wake up refreshed and they show up to work happier than they did the day before and so forth. There's that aspect of it. There are any number of medical conditions and or medications that cause chronic dehydration, like dry eye, dry mouth, things that those of us who don't have to manage a chronic medical condition, for instance, uh, Sjogren's syndrome, is frequently it attends upon another medical condition, but the dehydration is completely chronic and systemic. You can't wear contacts. Your nose bleeds constantly. You always have cotton mouth. Your skin is dry. Mm. Uh, hydrus is an easy solution for folks with that condition. Or, uh, for instance, folks who are going through chemotherapy or any other drug therapy where it's difficult to have an appetite, and sometimes just about everything makes you queasy. Hydrus is an easy one because it's more bang for your buck. Okay. So that's uh, just in terms of education, and not even marketing, but finding the groups of folks for whom this would be not just give you that edge uh, on the basketball court when you're doing a pickup game or on the golf course, but make your life better. On the one hand, on the other, obviously, from a production standpoint, the next step would be what we call hot bottling, ready to drink, which is rather than a concentrate, you actually have a bottle of hydrus or a six-pack of it that you can buy. Now, that's a double-edged sword right now because we're much more eco-friendly because you can buy a bottle of hydrus and it's 24 servings. So that's 24 plastic bottles that you didn't produce and neither did we. So that's 24 bottles of garbage and so forth. One of these little packets, they're actually soy sauce packets. Um, they're not McDonald's ketchup packets. They're, uh, they're actually soy sauce packets. So they can take a lot more weight uh, and pressure if it's in your back pocket or in your gym bag. Gotcha. Yeah, if you're watching on our YouTube channel right now, I'm going to hold one up here. Yeah. But those, if you think about the amount of waste that that's producing compared to a plastic bottle, that will give you a pint. Well, so will a plastic bottle. That's a lot less uh, garbage profile, if you will, than, than a bottle. And if you look at the European Union, they are rapidly phasing out or penalizing plastic producers. Uh, okay. uh, that's starting over here in this country uh, with straws. It's either a paper straw or no straws at all. Uh, I don't think that we'll ever see actual penalties for using plastic, but people will increasingly look for a non-plastic option. So bottling, bottling would be one thing. But yeah, I didn't even think of the environmental aspects, of course, um, <clears throat> with our involvement in EcoGym. Um, yeah, those are things that need to be front of mind that a lot of these companies don't think about. So are you guys are you guys going to go down that route? Have you made that decision or Sure, because okay. it it'll always come in the concentrate. We can always do that. But there will also always be a market for I want to be able to put my hand in the fridge or the cooler at the grocery store, or the convenience store and grab it and drink it and go. What we suspect we will not find is that we have to do that in the kind of volume and to the same level than if we were trying to force a product onto the market. This product speaks for itself, and 
people have found that they really like the freedom and the convenience of the concentrate and the ability to add it to whatever they want. Um, we, we did a golf outing somewhat recently, and literally one guy in each foursome said, can I put this in booze? I'm like, well, you can. It won't get you drunker, <laughs> but it will keep you hydrated. Um, so the concentrate's never going to go away, and that's always going to have its, its own market. Okay. I think it's going to maintain a much more robust market than it would ha- had the war on plastic not really evolved to this point. And it's, a, it's legitimate. I mean, there's that giant plastic island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean mm-hmm. that we can't get rid of. But we will be uh, ready to drink uh, when the time is right. Gotcha. Gotcha. What was the biggest challenge in uh, getting this product to market? Did you just think it's the education again? Yeah, there really hasn't been. We haven't had any setbacks. We've had no scientific setbacks, no production setbacks, no packaging setbacks. So the only, and the momentum grows per definition, you know, the the ball rolling down, the snowball rolling downhill. Um, it, it, the, so I hesitate to call it an obstacle, but what we... What will make everything better for hydrous, but then also for people, is simply understanding the importance of hydration, but not just drinking a whole bunch of water that makes you feel bloated. It's drinking water that comes with the electrolytes, that absorbs into the system, that isn't just, uh, you're not, it's not just paying rent and then moving on. It's actually staying with you. Are you guys, I feel like you guys need to do some workshops or something about this. Are you guys doing any of that or have any of that planned? You know, we've done uh, employee wellness programs. What we find is, you know, you always hope that there is someone who comes back and says, "Mm, didn't do it for me, because at least that proves that there's a reality to it. You know, you always want that one outlier who says, eh, didn't like it. Uh, But what we find, by and large, is we'll give someone samples or we'll give samples to a team or anything like that, and they become believers. I mean, it's like... We don't have to pay for the advertising because suddenly someone says to everyone they know, you got to try this. Yeah, I'm going to buy you a box and I'm going to give it to you and you have to try it. And so it takes off from there. We haven't necessarily done workshops in the sense that you're talking about, except in the employee wellness program setting. Got it. Got it. Um, No, I just think that would be huge. Again, it's hard to... People will listen to this podcast and we'll boost it around the country and, and this and that. But, um, you know, I feel like it'd be on a local level here. You'd be on a constant tour of speaking, 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 speaking. Um, so I just I find that aspect pretty interesting. Well, we, I mean, we certainly could. We, we, I'm not saying no. I'm yeah. just saying we haven't thought of it in those terms. Got it. Got it. Um, so as we wrap up today, I always like to ask for couple pieces of advice just general i know we've kind of covered them throughout the show here uh what are your top two pieces of advice on hydration two things that we can really take away from this and execute on a daily basis i'd say first of all and it'll be a a two-part so it's one a and one b keep in mind how much better you will feel and your body will function if you just pay attention to proper hydration. Sounds simple, it isn't. But a lot of people, they do that whole, uh, you know, for just 12 cents a day, you too can save an elephant in Kenya. Okay, that's wonderful. But you know, for about 12 seconds, 
a day, you can feel a whole lot better and your body's going to function a whole lot better if you just give it that much thought. And then that's A. Then the B is, and think about what you're drinking. Think about the coffee isn't doing you any good but waking you up. So have that coffee. We're not saying don't have coffee and orange juice. That's fantastic. But at 9 a.m., make sure you have a pint of something that has the electrolytes in it, but none of the sugar. Then the second part, I guess, is the, the other side of that coin, which is, and keep in mind how bad dehydration is for the system and how chronic dehydration, which a lot of people live with and don't even know, affects not just how they feel, but how they do at work or how they interact with their families. If you're always cranky at 5 p.m. when you walk through the door and you take that out on the dog or worse, you know, the, the wife and kids, it's not because your boss was horrible to you and it's not because you have a terrible project that you have to manage. It's usually because you are chronically dehydrated and that affects your ability to process, to think, to function, you feel tired, you feel achy all over. And so don't just think about dehydration in terms of physical athletic performance. It's a whole lifestyle issue. And if your body has the fluids and the electrolytes that it needs to run properly, you feel good, you do well, and it's an easy, easy adjustment to make in your life. Amazing. Uh, if people want to find out more about Hydrus, where do they go? You guys have a website? Website, yes. www.hydrusperformance, one word, hydrusperformance.com. Excellent. We'll put that in the show notes on our YouTube channel. We'll also put that in our Facebook posts, guys, um, when we boost that. So, Mark, thanks again for being on, brother. Thank you. Awesome. Enjoy the opportunity. I think what you're doing is great. I think that we need to boost this as much as we can. Me personally, I'm after speaking with you, I'm going to go have some more conversations with my friends and my family about it. Cause you said it's just something we don't think about. Mm -hmm. So I commend you on the work you're doing on getting that word out. Uh, again, special thanks to our sponsors today, uh, eco gym and team motivating you again, our website, onehealthpodcast.com. Go check that out and stay up to date on all the latest news. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll be back next week.